Hello and welcome along in this busy week. What with a coronation of uh, Sherry as the uh, seller's representative and <laughs> queen of representing us in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. Stupid. <laughs> 1 833 eBay 723. That's 1 833 322 9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying, Here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show. Having fun making money on eBay. Sherry is a full time eBay seller based over in uh, Colorado and uh, has the record, I think, for extracting the biggest number of freebies <laughs> from <laughs> eBay in recent times. We'll hear more about one of those in uh, just a moment. Well, Philip's been selling full-time for over 14 years. He's as much of a buyer as he is a seller, mm-hmm. buying to resell, but only selling really to businesses so that he doesn't have to de- deal with annoying consumers such as himself. <laughs> Not even annoying people I seem to run into. We'll maybe we'll get onto that. I'm cracking myself All up right, here. Let's, let's press on. Okay, what, what do we have coming up today? A bumper mailbag this week. Yes, uh, by our standards, certainly a bumper mailbag. And uh, maybe uh, the signs of eBay becoming more seller-centric. Perhaps there'll be a tweak, tweak to their strategic direction. Okay. eBay opened an announcement about the announcement. Could they drag it out any longer? Jesus. What a... There we go. And uh, we'll we'll talk with Sherry about her latest freebie and her all expenses paid trip to Washington, D.C. to uh, represent us amongst the the, uh, the politicians. All right. uh, Let's press on with uh, this week's news. Not a lot of full eBay news. We made some stuff up. Let's see how we get on here. Uh, Sherry, apparently uh, your um, side hustle as a car dealer has changed, at least as far as uh, eBay is concerned. Yes, they changed how they charge for vehicles, and it's in our favor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, He's going down. That doesn't make sense. I know. How fun is this? Well, I don't know. Maybe some of those other online sales venues have something to do with this. But it has been for the longest time. And I'm talking about if you're considered selling for a business. So once you sell six cars ever mm-hmm. on eBay... Then you're considered like a dealer. Oh, okay. Um, as far as their pricing is concerned, and it used to be about fifty dollars for seven days. Mm-hmm. You could buy, pay for upgrades or extensions. But now I went to list this 2008 uh, Jeep Wrangler, in case you're interested, uh-huh. and uh, they offer a forty-nine dollar package for thirty days. Hmm. That yeah, are you excited? I'm I'm excited. Instead okay. of seven days, uh-huh. it's a whole month, and it includes eighteen pictures, a video, which is very helpful with with cars. Then there's another package for seventy nine dollars. You can have twenty four pictures, but who needs the six extra pictures when you've got a video? Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm not giving you a more detail than that but just the to say it's you can have it listed for like a month for the price of what it was for a week basically i i look at cars sometimes on ebay 
and they never seem to sell. It seems to be just a way of trying to drive people maybe to come in and take a look at if it's a dealership. Maybe very, the very rarely does ever the reserve price get hit and they actually make a sale. Really, it's sort of a classified ad type system, really. I think some of them are using it that way. Uh, others aren't. But I, I don't like the auction with a reserve. That's so annoying mm. for the very reason that you're saying. So I just put a fixed price when okay. I sell cars. Very good. And when I sell cars, I actually want to sell them. And um, and I do. Uh, but sometimes it takes like a month. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That It's not too bad, but... You know, or a little bit longer or a little shorter if it's in that sweet mm-hmm. spot, that, you know, price range. Okay. Another piece of made-up made news here. <laughs> um, and this is this thing about the eBay's strategy. Remember when Jamie took over as CEO, there was lots of talk about, we want eBay to become the seller platform of choice. And I thought, well, that's because that's, that would be music to my ears. I mean, eBay is great, but there's a lot of niggling things that drive you nuts. And would it be great they just fix some of those things? So I thought, well, he's actually going to get around to doing the stuff that everybody else has kind of not bothered doing. And I asked around as many people as I could find what was going on with this. And it was kind of, well, we're not really doing anything about it. It's something we kind of believe in, but there's no real action. And I was looking for, you know, who in the leadership team own this objective? Was there a kind of a timeline? Was there a sp- someone running the project? Was there stuff they were working on? The answer was really nothing to any of that stuff. Well, surprise, surprise, and you get these too, I think, Sherry, uh, you get the occasional note from someone maybe in the community team at eBay saying, hey, there's someone else in the company who would like to have a chat with you on something or other, maybe just get your point of view yeah. as a seller. Um, and I got one of those messages and uh, a couple of names were put forward. And I look them up, and they are in the corporate strategy department. Now, normally the likes of you and I don't get to work that high up the food chain. Yeah, normally it's, a, it's a dream for you. It's the product, the producty people. And to be honest, most of the time, frankly, I think they've already done the work, the development that they're asking us about, and they're just double-checking there's not something that's going to come back and bite them just right before they launch. This is interesting because it's obviously sort of more blue sky stuff and it might actually be an opportunity to to influence things. And so spent an hour on a video call with three guys from the corporate strategy department. So they seem to be quite interested in, in something's afoot, right? Yeah. Um, and they were basically asking questions about what what's eBay like to work with from a seller's perspective, what's good, what's bad, what's got worse, what's got better. And now they say that this is part of feeding into something that they are perhaps going to do in terms of thinking about how they retune the organization or the way they deal with sellers. But I take that with a pinch of salt because any time you ever talk with someone from a strategy department, there's usually some other thing going on, but they're not allowed to talk to you about it. So there's a cover story as to why yeah. we're having this meeting and they're having all this data coming out of you, but there's probably something else going on that they're not revealing for obvious reasons. Like maybe they're going to you know, acquire Roll a different company out. or um, sell something or shut something down or whatever. They don't want all that stuff to come out. So you have to kind of read between the lines a bit. But it was a very interesting discussion and I and uh, definitely took use of the, the entire hour. And I, before I started, I'm showing up the microphone. I scribbled out a million sort of notes for things that might come up in the conversation. 
and I got through the whole the whole thing um, in an hour, which is we got a lot of material covered. So hopefully they wow. took a few good notes there. I, wanted the, I won't go through the whole thing because partly because it's probably I didn't sign an NDA, but I kind of feel that they probably wouldn't want me to spill my guts here. One uh, one line of conversation I had was I said, "Well, look, what's interesting I think is that you know if you from a seller's point of view, someone who's been doing this a few years, I find it interesting to compare." the way eBay works now with what I think was perhaps peak eBay from a sort of having fun selling point of view, which would be about 2008, the tail end of Meg Whitman's era. You know, what was different then about the way things happen now? I don't want to wind the clock back, and they wouldn't anyway, but what what's different and is other aspects of what, the way things used to be that maybe if you were coming up with a, you know, eBay 2025 vision of where you want the company to be, you, you could put some stuff back in that's kind of dropped out. So the sort of things that, that I would think be part of that would be sellers feeling they're trusted, because I think we used to be, and now we're kind of, you know, automatically assumed to be at fault, whatever's going on. The the search system was seen to be much fairer and not monkeyed around by, by eBay for their advantage. Basically, if you had the keywords that match the search string, you popped up on the page. And, I agree and with thus, that one. and thus, you know, you were competing on an equal basis with anybody else. It wasn't a case of he who paid the most money gets highest up the page. It's the, it's matching what the buyer wants, right? And also, you were rewarded through the twenty percent discount if you provided decent service. The metrics were kind of screwy, but the principle was there. And I think the fees at the time were probably what after discount. Mine was sort of six point something plus the PayPal at two point eight. I think at the time. Quite a bit lower than they are now, but but that was, I think, a fair number in comparison to what we do today. And at that price, the pros and cons of going somewhere else and setting up a web store were kind of marginal. I think with the fees where they are now, it's a much clearer logic to go ahead and have a second channel through a lower cost. But then it was kind of borderline at that sort of level, and. Uh, I, I think at the time that the, that was the sort of the before eBay decided it wanted to be Amazon Mark II, and it was okay to be a small seller. They weren't trying to sort of paper over that and pre present us all as one big corporation. It was okay, and provided that you provided good service in the way that you chose to do it and kept within the basic boundaries, it was perfectly okay to do your own thing, and that was encouraged. And I think it made the platform a much better place to shop. Um, and that's where the fun, I think, came out of it. Where you were running your own little business, and you were allowed to do the things the way you wanted to do, and you, they weren't constantly nagging you to send stuff out today. And here's the metric of stuff that you've not done properly, and all this sort of thing. So, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I went through some of those sort of things, and hopefully that may feed into whatever it is they're working on. Uh, I don't think it's going to be any anything immediate. I mean, these things tend to be quite a while, but but like I say, it could be the sort of the 2025 year that this stuff starts to happen if they do anything with it. Uh, but it was a very interesting conversation, and I, I certainly give them credit for asking those questions. Good for you. I wish I could have been there and told them about my clothing shopping idea. Ah, right. But, you know, that I've shared here before. I'll have to save that. We had a lot of conversations about um, sort of the multi-channel stuff. So that's something that seemed to be of interest to them in terms of um, how do you manage more than one outlet at a time is eBay easy or not to, to do that with? So I don't know whether 
<laughs> they're going to try and take over someone else, some other channel, or they're just looking at features that they, they accept that's the way it's going to go. And maybe people like Liz Perfectly have changed the the thinking of the seller base enough that this is now considered to be something that they need to embrace if they want to hang on to sellers. They do better to have people participating in a multi-channel world than not participate and have everyone migrate somewhere else and, and get no slice of the pie rather than 100% of the pie. I don't know. I was thinking that I just had to go to additional channels just to be a smart seller. But then I learned that Poshmark has these weird cult-like ways of doing things. Am I in trouble for saying that? I mean, you have to reshare your item and, oh, yeah. and then people's items weren't getting seen. So they only showed the new people's items and you wouldn't find it no matter what you typed in. Mm. I mean, it's makes eBay a dream. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. but I do. I, I was thinking about and reminiscing about the days when as long as your words and your title were in the words that the shopper typed, you would mm -hmm. show up in the search mm -hmm. results. That That's something I would love to see come back. And if you're interested in, in how they come up with the stuff they do offer back in search, the eBay technology blog has had a couple of articles recently about how they sort of triangulate from where the search starts to things that the, the search thinks thinks are nearby in terms of what it infers the buyer wants to do. And personally, I would rather just have a direct match. But if you believe in trying to figure out the mentality of the buyer, it's a very complicated system. And if you think about it, it's got squillions of searches going on every second. It has to do a lot of calculations in in a very very short because the the response time has to be like ten milliseconds or less or something or something like that. There's not a lot of time yeah. to run off and query every database in the server farm and come back with an answer. It's quite a I, I couldn't understand most of it, but it's a quite a bright design I think the way they've done it. But I just question whether that's the right thing to be doing in the first place. But anyway, yeah. All right, so that was interesting. And uh, oh, we've got a. I, I don't like getting into glitches, but there's something that's been out of order for quite a while. You just, did you discover this? Uh, so you're referring to where you find an item that has multi-quantity and you click into that sold number uh, next to their quantity available. There's a number there you can click on the sold ones and then you can see when it has sold and how much it sold for. Usually, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that given that eBay the seems past, committed anyway. to this becoming this haggling platform, to me that's useful information. Yeah. Oh, very. Also, it's useful for me if I want to decide to sell this thing. Mm -hmm. When did they sell? A year ago or six months ago? Mm -hmm. um, Is the price trending down? Is the velocity going up? Are they taking yeah. best offers? Are they holding firm? You know, it, it, a lot of information is is baked into that. Uh, that screen that comes up when you click on the the how many they've sold so far, and that's been busted for quite a few weeks. Now yeah, I could be mistaken. I, I couldn't find the link. I read somewhere, and maybe it was a post somewhere on the internet. So who knows? Uh, where someone said they'd spoken to someone in eBay and they'd been told this was something they definitely planned to fix. It wasn't a deliberate withdrawal of the capability. They were working on it, but I don't know. But that's a, okay. that's the key feature. Maybe well, I like that one. we've got an upcoming meeting. Maybe we'll stick that in the chat and see if that gets any traction. Oh, yeah. 
More okay. on that uh, later on. Uh, what else we got here? Um, yes, we do the bulging, the bulging mailbag. Uh, and this is all to do, basically to do, I think, with the new international shipping. It's probably going to get even more messy when we get into some of the, the latest information. Uh, I think Mark's been corresponding mainly with you on this and has has got us more information on kind of how he's getting on warts and yes. all with the new system, right? Yes. Thank you, Mark, because uh, your feedback's been really helpful. Um, I think that I might have – I don't know if I mentioned on the show – Last week, somebody bought three items from from me, and I couldn't send them a combined invoice um, because they don't have that functionality yet mm. with eBay International Shipping. So, uh, Mark, this was brilliant because, first of all, he's dealt with that. And if you end them all, this is what uh, Mark shared with us, and then maybe you want to relist it as one listing with all of them together. Well, it doesn't show right away. And so the buyer can't find it or access it. Um, maybe uh, he was wondering if maybe eBay is, it has to go through their approval process first or why. So the workaround there is to end, let's say you have three items, two of them, keep one and then just revise that one to have all of it in so there. Go with that's one that's already been vetted and approved. Yeah, that's already go live. Through the lag, because you know, when you think about it, they've got to go through. Uh, they've got to find the HS codes, those international customs codes. They've got to look up for every country that they might want to sell it to, the prohibitions list, any special requirements, all that sort of stuff. Populate all that, all those fields behind the scenes, before they can start taking potential orders. And my guess is that probably runs overnight, when when things are quiet, perhaps. Yeah. And um, I called eBay about this too. Mm -hmm. And the, what they advised was to end, um, well, no, I could cancel the sale and then relist them and then tell the buyer to put them in their cart and then they'll be able to pay for them together. And I did, but who wants to guess what happened? Well. Any, um, any guesses? Well, I, I think we've teased on this before i think the problem is that then you'd have to do a combined customs form well what happened was the buyer just never did oh, okay. <laughs> she said thank you oh okay great thank you and then she just never did it and, and that's the problem when you've got someone who has is buying something and this is another thing that uh, mark said which is true is you really have to do it right away yes you want to do it right away and then so if there's a delay then they're just going to probably move on. And that's one of the or, reasons I don't like the best offer system, A, because I don't like giving discounts, or B, because it's another whole process you're putting the buyer through in the decision-making. You know, Because then if you put a best offer, well, you're going to make a best offer. No one's going to pay full price. The buyer right. has to go off and research what is their best offer, so they're going to go off and maybe have a look around. Um, and suddenly you've got a percentage of people that are never going to come back. Right. So I never have best offer on what, my listing. Why send them off your page to go do that work? Just put the price you want and that's it. Take yeah. it or leave it. Keep them on the page. Anyway. All right. So that's yeah. uh, that was, uh, I think, Mark's stuff. Joel is part yes. of the uh, Central Florida eBay Massive, whatever that uh -oh. means, uh, a regular attender, our little um, get-together here in Orlando. Uh, and he sent a few a various ideas as to what's going on with him and the new international shipping. Right now, he's enjoying the ability to do a mixture of different things. 
And I thought, based upon the stuff they'd sent me a while back, that was going to go away. So um, what I did, and I remember some guy on a podcast maybe a week ago yammering on about how there was going to be a Q&A session with the eBay shipping team via the chat on eBay community a few days back. So I thought, aha, I will file a question and oh. and see if we can get definitive answers from eBay. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised that we got some fairly direct answers. And I think it unsurfaced something that I think is going to come back and be the issue of, of probably July. Uh, so you heard it here first. All right. So I asked, so I've got this message. They said, we're going to migrate you onto the new, the new international shipping system. Not a case of, by the way, do you want, it's going to happen. First of July, yeah. you're the tail end, you know, uh -huh. which is where I want to be, frankly, the tail end of this thing. The hanger honor. Absolutely. Holding out for the last moment. Uh, so, and I say, well, I've read this and it looks like by default, you're going to be deleting all the non eBay international shipping options from people's listings unless they do something. That's the default action. So yeah, the answer is yes, eBay will be deleting all international shelf self-ship options on listings unless you submit an opt-out form. Well, I don't think many people know there's an opt-out form. And I don't think many people know that their USPS first class priority mail, express mail is all going away. First of July, it's going to be eBay. And they're just replacing in, it with yes. eBay. Now, which I am happy about for me. I find Go ahead. I find buyers are roughly 50-50. They want the cheapest or the fastest. Um, cheapest is fine because that's going to work well with the eBay system. Fast is going to be a problem. Uh, so I have put the form in. I haven't heard anything back yet. But I think there's going to be a lot of people wake up on the 1st of July and go, hang on, what's happened here? You know, all those listings I set up with first class and priority mail and stuff have... have now been reduced down to the eBay system, which may or may not be what they want. It's certainly going to be different. So that was the first thing. Uh, and there's lots of all or nothings in this particular set of answers. So, okay, so that next second question is what I want to do is offer the buyer a choice of shipping options with eBay shipping being just one of the options. So I want to have what, what Joel's enjoying now, which is a you know, a menu of different things. So if they if they're in the category of buyer, they want things fast, yep, they can they can hit the express mail option. Or if they want cheap, they can hit the eBay international shipping option. Everybody's happy. And so the answer is as of now, we do not provide buyer choice uh for eBay International, but that may be something they offer later in the year. So when you migrate, it is gonna be the eBay one-size-fits-all only. Um, I also went on to ask about... So in July, you're going to be there too, right? You don't have a choice in July. I've I've, right? I've put the form in, which it doesn't say I've opted out by the form. What exactly that opt-out, what form it takes, I don't know. My guess is it's going to be quite similar to what I do now, which will be, you know... Express mail, priority mail, first class, and hopefully the eBay standard international, what they call DDU, deliver duty unpaid. So not the GSP thing, the other one, uh -huh. the one that's been around for a while. That's cheap and, and a lot yeah. of people like it because people like Canada never get charged duty anyway. So why worry about the <laughs> duty thing? Um, so I want to carry on with those, the basic, the four options running 
as choices. So I want to keep things where they are. They haven't said what exactly I'm going to be permitted to do, assuming they accept that application. So that's uh, where I'm at. Um, I did ask also if when they go to this eBay uh, new shipping thing, how do they know which price is going to appear kind of at the first pass of the system, what's going to come up as the sort of search, you know, price including shipping price? Do they use the duty paid price? Do they use the duty unpaid price? Because those two one's going to be quite a bit bigger than the other, and it might affect how things rank in search or what the buyer thinks things are going to cost. Mm. You know, that was one of the questions. And, and the answer is we have a set of rules based on price corridor, delivery times, duties, and tax thresholds to determine the best possible option and shipping rate for the item. So I, I think with that answer... Um, I th and this this goes back to something else they said on the Think the eBay podcast. It kind of according to value and where it's going, they decide whether or what, what's the what's the service they're going to push up front. So, for example, people in Canada complain like crazy if you force them to go into GSP because they get charged a bunch of taxes that they would never normally pay. So it's just free mm. money to the Canadian government, and who wants to have that happen? No. Uh, so I think in that case, they just default everything to the DDU, the Deliver Duty Unpaid which is the old eBay standard international and that's Is that available with eBay international shipping? I, I think they're both you can available. Choose, right? Yeah. I, again, I'm not this I'm I not the expert so. to ask, but I, I Okay. So, I think in terms of where the discussion starts, it might be it might be the old GSP, it might be the standard international, it just depends really I think on on a bunch of different factors. And that's fair enough. I, I can understand that being provided it's well implemented, a perfectly reasonable way forward. But uh, and then just to clarify, uh, I, and the last sort of bit on this for me was, can I decide on a per listing basis because that's what I want to do, whether or not I'm into the the eBay shipping the new eBay system, whether I want to go with the old system, some kind of mixture, that would be the ideal world because then I can opt in according to what I think the market for the item is and how much risk I want to take with testing out something new, and that seems to be further out. So again, it's all or nothing. Uh, there's no per listing selections. Uh, you you're, you're either well, if you don't do anything, everything's going to be on the new system, one size fits all. Uh, or if you opt out, everything's going to be on the opt out format. I wonder how many. I I know there. I've always shipped international from the beginning, but I and I know there are a lot of people who I've talked to in the past who uh, don't want to sell internationally, mm -hmm. which always surprises me because it just opens up your market. But I know there's more risk, but this does take away that risk. But um, I wonder how many more things are now available internationally with all those people who didn't want to ship internationally, you know, eBay taking care of that and those items going international. I wonder how much more uh, sales eBay will have. They, the, I think, a figure on the vesticles, figure twenty percent is coming up. I twenty percent more. I think twenty percent of sellers sell internationally, or twenty percent of sales are international. I can't remember, but it's something like that. It's not. A, I mean, it's small compared to what it could be. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be. Um, and uh, they big. basically think that this is going to be a big boost to earnings. 
I hope so. I'd like them to get their money from something. Yes. The, <laughs> Other than promoting From Johnny Foreigner rather than out of my pocket. Yeah, that'd be much better. Yeah. Um, they, it, it, it kind of is strange because it, I think, affects the way they have to report the numbers uh, for the U.S. accounting system. I think that because they are the exporter of record rather than just selling you a label to, for you to be the exporter, now they report the revenue of the entire item rather than just the shipping charge. So it boosts the revenue but dilutes margin but makes more profit. So they've been kind of managing the investor expectations that this is going to kind of – and also there's a, there's a bow wave in terms of some costs up front – and then the money comes in later, stuff sells. So there's a sort of whole financial discussion about how this affects the way they report their numbers. So it, it's already pretty opaque in terms of trying to work out from the quarterly results what's really going on. This is going to muddy that up even more. But it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, I think it's I think it's an I mean, it's a very ambitious program. It's a very complicated program. There's lots of yeah. parts to this. I am so uh, relieved not to have to worry about international returns or items, even items getting lost. I mean, this is awesome for I me. I just don't think people are in the loop in terms of understanding that everything they've been doing up until now goes away in six weeks from now. And they'll be in the new program, like it or not, no opt-outs. Yeah. I mean, you can opt out the whole thing, but you can't do that on a per-listing basis. And, you know, it... it I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. I just think it's not something that people are aware of yet. All right. So stand by. Well, now you know. Brace yourself because there'll be a lot of traffic to those bulletin boards in a few weeks' time when that hits. Anyway, let's move on to something else, perhaps a bit more fun. Uh, now, you, you were dispatched uh, from your, your uh, secret hideaway in Colorado to sunny Washington, D.C., Yes, to go humid talk to Washington, politicians. D.C. Yep. compared well, to Colorado. Go, go in August, then you'll, then you'll know what humidity is like. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I don't think I'll survive that. All right. And uh, what we like to do is is have you take the roving microphone because I get more out of you when you're actually on site, feeling it at the time than afterwards. <laughs> no offense. So Did let's, you? This is, uh, this, is, this, is, this is me sticking the, vir sticking the virtual mic underneath you know I wasn't there I was, I was down the line um, and, and asking you how it's going this is I think like one day into this project and this is this is you describing um, how it's going in terms of being trained up and then talking to uh, politicians so this is this is you in your hotel room I think afternoon day two yesterday morning we actually we met at lunchtime that's when it all started and it, they Lots of uh, food, uh, food and drink references in this, I think. Lunch. <laughs> sandwiches. That's the fun uh -huh. and There are lots of eBay representative in their government relations team. Just give so, us how many sellers, how many eBay types, a sense of scale that would be interesting. Let me think. I'll just give you an estimate of about 12, 15 eBay in the government relations team. And maybe an equal amount of sellers. So they wanted their constituents talking to them. Sorry, some rough know, edits so in this, by the way. I was trying a new system. Make us happy. <laughs> that was a particularly bad one. That's not my one. department. <laughs> and a lot of the eBay government relations team are actually located in D.C. I don't know why I didn't realize that. But they are. And they have us staying 10 minutes from the Capitol. Oh, there you go. 
Is there a Motel 6 that close by? I'd have thought that would stretch. You know, there's a nicer place, and it's actually really nice right here. I'm really impressed. I've never been to D.C., and this is right on the harbor. I don't know if this is the Potomac River. I yeah, just it would know. Be. yes. Okay, so I now have seen the Potomac River. It's a really nice spot right here. And the weather is also cooperating quite nicely. You know, it's like 70 degrees. And what they did on the first day, which was yesterday, was brief us on, first of all, what the Shop Safe Act that was proposed in previous legislation and thankfully didn't go through. And then it's something they're watching out for that could be snuck in on other bills. And are you all being trained on the same material or do you have stuff that is specific to your target senators? So this is all, we're all being trained on the same thing, shop safe, and then also the 1099K thing, which is where they were going to have to send 1099Ks to anyone who sold at least one item. They hate that 1099K thing, don't they? Well, the minute you sell something, oh, man. you've met the I get the very excited about item. that. And oh, eBay yeah. got them to delay that for a year. Right. But what they're working on, and one of the things they were having us talk to them, the legislature is about, is what should that threshold be? Right now it's $20,000. And 200 items. In your briefing, did they say how many eBay sellers would be affected if it was, say, taken all the way down to the 600 level? Million. Like a couple million. Okay. Okay. Just because they've not said that publicly. Or at yeah. least millions. Yeah, okay. All right. That's very scientific. Yeah, and so that's super secret and information. And the other one go there. is ShopSafe, <laughs> which is right now not on the floor, but is being carefully watched for. And this is being pushed by big brands. And this, the way that it was worded when they tried to push it through, but it didn't make it, but now it's still something that's lurking, is holding eBay responsible if they don't follow 13 criteria to prevent counterfeit and stolen goods and the, the thing is, is that eBay already has things in place and cooperates with brands via the Vero. I think eBay program. got really badly burnt in France. White and um, white on that stuff. It got oh, yeah. by millions and, and millions they, of dollars for fake Louis Vuitton stuff or something. And I think they got burnt so badly there. They're very anxious about not having that happen again. Ring and eBay was key in finding the people who were doing that. So this but isn't the one that is about having your name and address in the listing, or is that is that a That's part of it. Oh, it's, okay, all right. So it is. Do, do people have a view in, around the table on that? Yeah. So eBay, one of the things they were trying to make clear was that how detrimental that would be for us. And mm. they wanted, for their eBay sellers, see, they already meet with these people regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted them to meet eBay sellers so I could talk to them about what I sell, how much, who I am, what it means to me. But also, like, 
if my address was posted, that would be a real safety yeah, you've got the lady living alone and just your two dogs to keep you keep you secure. And then the other part of it, those 13 points, is that eBay would be required if a brand accused anyone of selling a counterfeit. All they would have to do is accuse them. And with three listings like that, eBay would be required to ban the seller permanently from the site. Hmm or they would be sued, held liable. So that has the brand, you know, the big brands with no skin in the game. All they have to do is accuse. They don't have to prove anything. And that's just a way for them to keep people from selling sure. their brand, even if it's used. So uh, it's really scary. There you go. Well, you seem up to speed on the issues. I think they've done a good job of coaching you. Thanks. <laughs> um, now I can fill you in. I said that on the first day we met at lunchtime. So what I did before that was go to the fitness center in the ah. hotel. This is a, a new hotel, the Pendry Hotel. It's new. So it, it wasn't exorbitant, the prices, but it felt like an exorbitant uh, hotel. It was really nice. I f like that's, did I say restaurant or hotel? Because I meant to say hotel. I think I know. Anyway, that's a hotel where I can walk barefoot in the room. You know, mostly I like to wear my socks in the room, but no, it was so nice. And I went to the fitness center that morning. Speaking of food, they had sparkling water on tap. <laughs> Goodness. And which so I had like five glasses of it. And um, they had fruit, a bowl of fruit. So I had an apple. Mm -hmm. I did work out. Anyway, back to the senators and congresspeople there was some big emergency going on like immigration law and you know the debt ceiling yes. crisis yes uh so who we got to meet with even though we were supposed to meet with the, the congress people and the senator um we ended up get, meeting with their chief of staff or a staff member who's working on that certain um topic and what I observed is that, you know, you tease me that teenagers work for me, but they're really the top of the top and they work for me. They go to college and then they go work as chief of staff for Congress. Mm -hmm. that, that's how old their staff is. And they're very capable, yeah. extremely busy, but they didn't look bored out of their minds when they were talking to mm -hmm. us. They... They seemed pretty engaged. So you've got the big brands in there lobbying their people, spending lots of money trying to get their side of this act. So presumably they can shut down sellers on eBay. And then eBay has got folks like you presenting the other argument that this all creates jobs in your teenagers who are going to be voters and maybe you know political assistants in the future. And uh, probably somewhere in the middle is where it'll end up. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, and... In the briefing that eBay provided, this was so well organized. They gave us a, a briefing mm -hmm. that showed each of our Congress people, Senator, and how many sellers are in our district mm -hmm. and in the district for that representative. Mm -hmm. In one of them, there was like 400,000 sellers. Oh. Um, not, And then they have another number for people who are doing it for a living. And was your mission to try and sneak those numbers into your informal... Chit chat. Yes. Yes. 
let them know how many people this would affect. So it's, it's actually, I don't know, it's deeply disturbing. I mean, I'll just have to believe that it's not going to go through, you know, the way that uh -huh. they tried to put it through. Well, thank you for doing that on our behalf. Oh, my pleasure. We're in safe hands. <laughs> I do know how to turn on the, I mean, like, uh, tell the story, you know, like of what I've been through. I'm sure and that what if you this did a good job, they'll, they'll be using you again. So hopefully you'll get yeah. another, another trip back to D.C. Uh, you told me you, I saw a photograph, you were hobnobbing with Mr. Adam Ireland, who's, who's head of the... The U.S. channel, oh, yeah. right? Was was he was he as charming in person as he seems to be in his messages? Oh my gosh, he is. I, I, the word sweetheart comes to mind. He is a really nice person. Oh, well, there you are. Good. He is very genuine uh, and wonderful. He's absolutely delightful, is what he is. I, I'm so impressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, hopefully he'll last longer in your Rolodex than Andrea did, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, All gosh. right. Okay, well, that's very good. Thank you for for updating us on that and for uh, taking the time to go to D.C. to look after all our interests. Um, oh, yes, my pleasure. Sounds Anytime. like you had fun, anyway. I did. It sounds like a good crowd as well. It was. It's a, it was a great crowd. I love that group. All right. Let's press on because time is, is catching up with us. Let's look at things coming up in the next few days. We've got, sorry, uh, the, sorry the seller check-in coming up around the corner, right? Yes, on May 25th, mm -hmm. uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time. However, I noticed, because I, I know you're going to have a networking room with Cheryl representing yes. your Florida areas. Uh, and uh, meetup groups, and I am going to have one about sourcing secrets to get higher priced oh, items. Very good. That's my topic I chose. Anyway, when they sent me the email about that and it said I could check into my networking room at 1230 Pacific time. So I'm wondering if that means we'll be available in our networking rooms a half hour before. Did you get that idea? Um. I don't, if you can, I don't think you're going to get much traffic until they kick people out of the the session. Oh, so it's really meant for well, after. Maybe they were just telling us to get I used don't know. to maybe it. If people get bored with the things the last half hour, maybe they might come and join you in there. I don't know. Uh, oh, no, I meant a half hour before it starts. Oh, okay. They've done that before. <laughs> it's a little tedious because no one's going to be there, but uh, oh. I think that might be possible. If you have the social media connections to drive some people there before the thing starts, I mean, I'm sure they'd be happy to let you do that, but I don't think they're going to be much. Okay, the never official. mind. It starts at one. All right. So, <laughs> Pacific time. That is the seller check in, and uh, they've announced the fact that they're going to announce eBay open details at the meeting on the 25th. We, I think, gave you our version of what that's going to look like as best we can tell. And you also maybe had a chance to bounce that off Mr. Ireland. Because previously we'd given our yes. best guess was, I think, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, back end September, uh, similar to last time, probably some local satellite, you know, events that sellers get invited to. Did he contradict that or confirm it in any way? Or would that be talking out of school if we get into that? I don't want to get in trouble. But, but nothing I was denied. Well, that's, nothing that was denied. Fair uh, enough, then. Yeah. All right. 
what we do, we're picking up some vibes that the they are trying to do some seller-led events, sort of watch parties. That's definitely yeah. uh, in play. Uh, though there was a meeting the other day and they wouldn't talk about it because it was too soon, so that was a bit frustrating. Mm. But it sounds like the watch parties are being teed up for the front end rather than the back end. And they do kind of like a keynote the first the first the beginning, and there's usually one at the end. So maybe they're trying to do the watch parties to start with the opening keynote rather than the closing one. That would make sense, but that I do not know. Uh, but certainly that is something that I think is in the works. We will know more, uh, I guess, after the 25th, perhaps. Um, uh, also, we've got uh, the uh, sort of breakout agenda for the meeting on 25th. By the way, if you want to go to this thing we're talking about, sellerevents.ebay.com is the address to sign up. And we have the topics, I think, for the um, for the meeting. Yes. Yeah, so how to build credit for your business, eBay guaranteed fit, that's big, big, the big program. auto parts, yeah. three keys to hiring and training employees. Now, I'm sorry, but that sounds like one of my topics. That does sound like that I always, stolen your topic. But there that you I go. always pick. Um, okay. And grow with seasonal sales events. So it's eBay Open plus those things uh, that's taking place on the seller check-in, plus the networking rooms. I had a bit of a debate with the uh, folks running the event because I'd put in – because uh, we want to have some, some Florida people – uh, in the in the meetup room in the in the networking room, and I put forward the title. I think it was "eBay is coming to Florida, and you're invited" as my oh. sort of big sales pitch uh, for the room. And they wrote back and said, "Sure, you can do a room. It's going to be called, you know, Florida." Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, how did I miss that? Oh, that's and why. I, because... And I went, I went back and said, "That's not going to work." You know, what's the point of hiding the purpose of the room? On the t- from the title and waiting for people to come in because no one's going to turn up if it's as dull as that. So we went back and forth yeah. a few times. I think, as far as I know, uh, we're back to the original title. So oh, good. Uh, and where I'm going with that is, uh, while we're on the subject of things coming up, uh, that uh, I think I mentioned before, the there's a few um, Florida-based sellers organizing a little uh, series of eBay meetings. 12th, 13th, 14th of June. So it's still time to apply for those. Again, all these details are at sellerevents.ebay.com. So Monday, 12th of June, that's happening in Tampa. That's Cheryl's event. Uh, I'm doing one in Orlando, 13th of June. Uh, And then um, Patty's doing one in uh, Fort Lauderdale, 14th of June. And she has something, I think, else on the 15th. And uh, we know Brian Burke is coming to all of those. I think other people may be coming along to different parts of things. I think Patty has some government relations people coming down. Uh, I have Blaine Dillard attending in Florida as another eBay representative. He's one of their internal social media people. So uh, I will be getting some basic education on social media, which is uh, probably what I need. Uh, and so if you have a sort of social media type questions, what to use, how to use it, how to measure success, all that sort of stuff, come to the Orlando meeting. And I think Cheryl's got some stuff in you know, Tampa that she's uh, announcing shortly. So that's all taking place very soon. Uh, I do hope that uh, you'll uh, you'll join us for one of those two, those things. Again, the uh, details are at sellerevents.ebay.com. Uh, it should be fun. And uh, I think that's about it for this week, right? Have we just about covered everything? That's a wrap. Very good. So anyway, thanks very much indeed for your time this week. It's uh, Philip Jackson here saying thanks 
for taking part. Don't forget, uh, you can find out more about us and stay in touch if you wish through the website. That's uh, www.sellsellsell.online. Sell, sell, sell online, or give us a call, text or voicemail at 833-EBAY-723. That's 833-EBAY-723. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you next time, and... Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>